The Lord can certainly raise up for himself another laborer to complete his work. A few months ago, I started my morning by listening to a podcast about a leader who was convinced he was a big deal and who had worked hard to control and brand his ministry for maximum exposure. That afternoon, I read the above quotation in a prison letter from Michael Sattler to his congregation before his brutal execution. Sattler was an Anabaptist minister in the 1520s Switzerland and South Germany and was burned at the stake in 1527. He was arrested on his return from a meeting where a group of like-minded theologians penned an articulation of their faith with an emphasis on the implications of a believer's church, called the Schleitheim Confession. What a disappointment, after a bit of momentum for their burgeoning movement. Just as they experienced the success of some consolidation of their beliefs and ministry, lead pastor Sattler is arrested and taken away to be locked in a prison until his trial. His letter to his church is shot through with references to Paul's letters in the language from Hebrews 12, enduring discipline of the Lord, considering Christ as the perfecter of faith. He knows he's about to die, and he gives his congregation a final word from their pastor. Quote, This letter shall be my farewell from all of you who truly love and follow God, and a testimony of my love towards you, which God has put in my heart for the sake of your salvation. Echoing Paul, he then states he had hoped to stay and continue with them a little while longer to work at the Lord's task, but he notes that it is better for his sake to be released and with Christ to await the hope of the blessed. To his soon-to-be pastorless congregation, he then says with boldness, The Lord can certainly raise up for himself another laborer to complete his work. Here, perhaps, we have Sattler's philosophy of ministry in miniature. As I reflect on this statement that Sattler makes about the nature of his ministry, I see at least five helpful insights into the way that he understood the pastoral task and the way that he's encouraging his church to think about pastoral leadership. Number one, the Lord himself is the one who had raised him up for God's own sake. Sattler's life, ministry, and death are in the hands of the one who called him to this holy task. Number two, therefore, the Lord himself can raise up another Sattler to proclaim the gospel and feed the flock. Number three, because of his power and purpose, the Lord can certainly do this. While facing the brutality of physical death at the hands of coercive force, Sattler urges his congregation to believe that God's church cannot be drowned in the Neckar River or burned up on an executioner's stake. Another will preach the gospel in his stead, because the church is sustained by the preached word, and the church will endure until the end. Sattler mentions the coming day of the Lord at the beginning and end of his letter. 4. Sattler is not a lord but a laborer. He labors in a work that was not his to begin with. The work that is to be completed and continued after Sattler's death is, quote, his work. The work of the Christian church will continue even in the face of suffering and loss of leadership because of the perfect Christ who perfects the faith of believers who cling to his gospel and endure in obedience. Finally, in his letter as a whole, Sattler warns against false teachers and the actual persecutors, he says, guard yourselves, 
But the consistent watchword is about love and obedience. His statement about finishing the work fits comfortably within this context of exhortation. I don't have any profound conclusion here. I was just freshly struck and warmly reminded by Sattler's letter that the enduring call of Christian ministry is to a life of long and loving obedience rather than to a platform of short-lived celebrity. Some of Sattler's final words in his letter are, I wait upon my God, pray without ceasing. What a word. Praise the Lord for his grace. (music) 